Welcome to System Ministerview, the podcast where we, we will send you annoying political text messages. This is Brent. I'm a goal to aspire to. And I'm Biden. <laughs> and I'm Biden. This message is not endorsed by Joe Biden. <laughs> How do you know, though? We haven't asked him. Maybe he'd fucking he, slap okay, a sticker he, right on He tape. might not even for know. For the record, for, yeah. the, for, the, for the only time that I'm going to get political on the show, yep. I cannot stand political advertisements. Oh, I terrible. don't give up. Why? Yeah. Fuck you. What your candidate fucking believes because all, every single one of them, Trump and Biden both, take things out of context and skew it the way they want to skew it and make it sound. That's kind yeah, of in politics. That's every every yeah, that's politics. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. If you're going to give me a political ad, mm. tell me your stance on things. Don't yeah. Fuck the other guy. Just tell me your stance on things. But that's what I want to know. But don't text me to do But it. just don't text me out of nowhere. Yeah. Don't text me out of nowhere. Leave me alone. Don't that's call worse. me. Don't show up at my door. Do not talk to time. me on the street. Right. Just leave me alone. Right. That's what yes. I'd like. That's yeah. worse than the guys calling you at dinner time when they saw you, uh, you know. Yeah. What is it about getting, like, text messages like that? Like, what is... No, not even a warranty on your car. Like, new long distance. Like, you know. Yeah. MCI would even, call you and say, hey, even like, how's your long distance? <laughs> even, like, legit ones. But, like, what is it that's so infuriating about, like, political like text messages over like campaign text messages over campaign calls they're both infuriating i can't stand them oh no they are but i feel like text messages it feels like all the more violent because it's so impersonal already anyway yeah and they're trying to be personal with you yeah that's the worst part you're right like i don't want my phone to go off for any reason whatsoever at this point. Like yeah. Back when I first got a cell phone, I was like, ooh, my phone, listen to that. You know, whatever. I'd be like, great, that's fantastic, awesome. Now, fuck, I want Did a you... that never goes off ever again. What? You can just turn it off. <laughs> no, because I, I need to contact people, but still, yeah. you know, like. You can I, just I, leave it on silent, I guess. Well, there's a new feature in iOS 14, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, whatever, fuck off, uh, <laughs> that you can enable if you don't have a number and caller ID, it will block the number. It will, it will send it right to voicemail. Oh. So I've, I've done that. So that's kind that's of nice. Some of that a bit. But, you know. Yeah. I, I was going to say something. Now it's it's gone. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know. It's gone already. So Sorry, tonight, yeah. we're yeah. talking about server hardware spec? No, Jathan. Oh, what? Yeah, for the record, wanna... that fucking pole was bullshit, by the way. Oh, it's total bullshit. Yeah. Total bullshit. No, it's rigged. I know it's rigged. I, I, oh, I right. forgot about the poll. Who won? Jathan definitely had people uh, say I didn't even... Polls. I just literally told you I forgot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm the favorite host again. No, yeah. Jathan, no, what are, Jathan, what are we talking about? You are so like... sweet. Every one of you listening, are, you're just so kind. I really appreciate it. <laughs> to be fair, it was only like seven votes total. Well, uh, if you're one of the seven people who voted, I really appreciate that. You realize you not, not all seven really voted for you, right? Well, if you're one of the <laughs> s- few of the seven who did vote for me, <laughs> I, have, been like I appreciate you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because I had a vote already when I voted for myself. Right. I did not oh, vote at all. Oh, you voted too. I didn't even vote for myself. I didn't vote at all either. Either with the system and podcast or the... That's the rule of our polls, you asshole. Is we just don't vote for... Yeah, yeah we, we don't, don't vote. vote. Jathan, can but you get relevant like for one second and tell us what we're talking about tonight? What the topic yeah, is? Jathan. Oh, yeah. Jathan. So, building on our episode, not the last one, but two episodes ago, yeah. right? Two. Uh, uh, uh. What did we talk about last time? I don't know. 
some shit. Languages and oh, guidelines. Yeah. So two episodes ago, we talked about choosing the right specs for whatever you might be... Hardware specs. Doing, yeah, hardware specs. Hardware We're going to build on that a little bit tonight, not with so much specs, but kind of like ways that you can improve build quality and build fault tolerance into your infrastructure. So we're going to talk about things like, you know, ECC versus non-ECC RAM and, you Ooh, know, okay, okay, okay. That's, that's all they need. Drives. That's all they need. We'll, we'll talk oh. about it later. Well, this it, isn't normally my thing, so I don't know what you say. I don't listen when you're talking. They just need a taste at the beginning, <laughs> just a, an appetizer, he said, he not said, the whole meal. He, said he doesn't listen when you're talking. <laughs> I know, I know. He never does. Well, I already know what the topic is. I don't need Plus to listen he to him. Plus, he doesn't read the docs. Yeah, he doesn't read the docs. I read shit. the docs that matter. Yeah. You don't read any docs. What are you guys up to? What are you drinking? <sighs> drinking? Five, well, those are two different questions. Okay, we'll start with what you're what you're up to. I am five, seven, sad. Why? Why are you sad? I don't know. Just. Oh my god. I've been down in the dumps. I'm sad. I'm tired uh-huh. of the pandemic. I, I yep. don't want a food shortage to happen this winter. It's uh-huh. going to happen. Too bad. It's already happening. Too bad. Too fucking bad. I just don't want people to suffer, you know? Well, mm. it's going to happen, so suck it up, bitch. We probably should have found out fast ways faster to not lock our citizens up for a very long time. Well, okay, let's no, not get let's too crazy not even about get this into it. because, nope. I mean, uh, really... It's not that we shouldn't have locked our citizens up. It's that we should have had a better plan for, you know. What better plan could there have been? The best plan we had was to lock everyone up. And then everyone is now going to starve because we fucked the supply chain. We did. We fucked it good. We fucked it better than Jaython's. Yeah. What? So, I don't know. I have my own thoughts about that. But that's, yeah, that could have been handled better. Well, of course it could have been handled better. But, you know, we had, never mind. Okay. Anyway. What are you drinking? So I'm just drinking Michelob Ultra. Mm. It's a water. Well, it's the best beer that's ever been invented. It's got a very I, whoa, strong history. On. Do you want to hear about the history of Michelob Ultra? <laughs> nope. Don't Do care. you have the literature? <laughs> he doesn't read the literature. <laughs> the so literature. How would he have it? There's a lot of literature on Michelob Ultra. <laughs> and I've read it. Peyton, Here, I'll that. find you an article. It's you the literature, Peyton. It's the literature. Here, Michelob Ultra. He doesn't read the documentation, but he will read the literature. Right, exactly. He likes the marketing handouts. And the, he does. The shiny. He, he really does. Yeah. He's weird like that. What can I say? Here's an article. What no, are you doing? Why are you sending us articles? No, why? 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 No, why? 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 <laughs> Listen, you talked about this on the show before. I know. I okay. think it's important that people know. Okay. No, so it's just Google. <laughs> is this a feature? Where when I'm in this? Listen, when I'm in Google, I search for something and I'm on Google. Google? When I click a link, it opens in a new tab. Yes. Google you does that all the time. Somewhere, you have a setting somewhere where you've enabled open links in a new tab. But or not every link. It doesn't do it on every page. Or, gig, or Google's now serving all their search results with new target. I think that might be it. Somebody, can you verify that for me? Try, try no, that real quick. Nope, because I'm trying care. to do a show here, Jathan. Mm-hmm. But we can do it later. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. We're trying to no, be professionals I think you, we, here. People want to know now. <laughs> no, they don't. Nobody cares about you. Oh my god! Oh my it's going to happen gosh. in like two seconds. Just open a tab, go to Google, oh my god. something, and no, check it. No, I closed all my browsers, Jathan. All right. 
Whatever. I closed all my browsers so I would I be focused. I don't want to talk to you guys. You know what I would be... I shut my computer off. <laughs> I don't think you did that. Well, at least you no, can't just, get hacked. I hit that the way. button on yeah, the monitor. That's true. And the, and the computer no, goes you can't off. Hacked. No, if, if you someone... just hit the button on the monitor, the computer goes off, right? All right, whatever. Paige, what are you drinking? Jathan, <laughs> if he, if someone compromises his router and sends a wake on LAN packet and it's yeah. enabled, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I am drinking Grey Goose, Grey Goose, blah, and orange juice. Gay Goose. Grey Goose. It's the and orange juice. cousin of the rough and grouse. I am celebrating the birth of my <laughs> new daughter. She was born Saturday, mm-hmm. the seventeenth. And she was seven pounds, seven ounces, and she's beautiful. And this is it. We're no more kids for us. Mm-hmm. We have decided that this is it for kids. They got you going to get snipped? No, no, no. We're just going to, you know, be careful. Good luck with that. <laughs> My pullout game is weak, okay? <laughs> That's even all the more reason to not. <laughs> all right. All right. Whatever. <laughs> I am actually drinking tonight. Yeah, I yeah. just cracked open a Guinness draft bottle, <laughs> and I am mourning the loss of one of our ferrets. One of the ferrets died Sunday morning. Now, so. how old was this ferret again? I can't remember. Nina would know, but I think he Older was or younger four. Than 10? I think he was four. He wasn't up there in ferret years. Like now, he wasn't like an old man. Now, is a four in ferret years like a four in dog years? So he'd be twenty something. No, it's more like, well, like during the pre-show, I think uh-huh. I said like the really upper bounds is like seven years. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, he, right. you know, he had a, a decent life, a good full life, but he was what? no, he was by no means elderly. what you guys are going to say about me when I kick the bucket. <laughs> no, we're not. It's going to be like next year, you guys are going to be like, well, he had a good no, full let's life. be honest, he had a pretty like, good run. <laughs> we're going to be like, damn, right. what happened sooner? But no, by no means was he like elderly. You know, he okay. didn't he didn't die okay. of old age, I don't think. But Okay. I well, think Brent would come that. to my funeral. Is there gonna be whiskey there? Is it, well no. The real question is, is it gonna be in Colorado? Because if it's gonna be in Colorado then then no. If it's gonna be here, then I will drive by and I have pour honk, forty out honk I once I have or twice. A strong yeah. reason to believe it would be in Pennsylvania. Okay. In fact never mind. We don't need to get this far, <laughs> <laughs> suffice it to say there is money set aside to get my body to pennsylvania if i die okay fair enough that's fantastic what well so guys that's okay i don't Never think <laughs> so oh wow i just looked at the date so the spooktacular will have already happened by the time you listen to this yep. but sorry i think extra life will still be let's see yeah one... that's the 30th right 31st no actually this will Oh, yeah, that's This right. will that's, actually uh, release the day after Extra Life as well. Well, that was poor planning on someone's part. Well, it's Not all right. Really, we already plugged it. Episodes, you know, we already, so, we already plugged know. it. Well, I just episodes, mean but... you're going to have to do Extra Life and prep an episode. You know, I don't... I think it'll be okay. Because I usually get it... Like, editor usually finishes around, like, Thursday. Well, she is a wizard. She is. She's great. She rocks. Yeah. We should buy her a present. But don't talk about it on air because she listens to the Jayton. <laughs> Does she have to listen to edit? Yes. That poor oh my That's how you oh. edit audio. Oh my god, Jayton, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, Do you remember when we used to edit? Does she have to listen? To I remember edit to edit how it? I used Does to edit, and I remember the one time you tried to edit, it was and then fine. I remember the time 
decided Jaython. neither of us should be doing this. Yeah. Jaython, Jaython, Jaython. What? We're going to get ourselves in trouble if we keep talking wow. about this topic, I think. But What do you mean in trouble? Gublove, Jaython. Gublove. What about it? <laughs> that you don't song remember is gone how... now. What? I can't find the song. Well, I might have a whole copy of it. I can send you if you want. I do want. I'm famous. <laughs> You're so not famous. tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Okay. All right. Peyton, I want yes. to know if what your you tip is. I, I have a tip. I want to know what love is. So, yeah, I, I know what love is. I want show to me. I, yeah. I, I want you to show kids, me. So I have to know what love is or I would have gone insane already. My tip is it's going to be a little, little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know how you have applications that you work with and you use and you kind of decry those applications? Never. You wish that you could use something else. I use no applications whatsoever. Well, that's why you fork it and Uh, fix it. Anyway. So anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And also, you don't need anything as long as you're going to use Signal and use Tor. This is my topic. And I will not let you derail it. (laughs) Well, look at what happened in the last 15 plans. You You keep talking and I have to mute you, okay? You can't mute me on my recording. (laughs) I yes, can. We can. Yeah. yes, we can. Yes, we can. Skip. Mute track. Done. <laughs> All right, Peyton. What, so, so what? Well, we have a number of different programs that we use for various different things. So we yes. have one that we use for, like, location of servers and, like, its parent and, you know, like, related ILO, etc. Oh, like a node map like kind of chain- a thing. Right, sort of, kind of. Okay. We have a change management utility that we have. We have a lot of different utilities that we're using mm-hmm. that require a lot of different passwords and logins, and etc. Yeah. We're switching to something that's going to encompass all of that. The problem is that they have now shut off all of the different other functions, except for a couple. So we can't do any new requests or, you know, look up things. Mm-hmm. And it's going live on Monday. Hmm. I've barely spent any time on it. We've had a test version up, but you know how test versions go. Right. You're not actually using it. You're just, okay, yeah, that's how that works, whatever. You know, like, functionally, you should have both systems up and working at the same time Mm. so that you can, you know, push things to the new system. But if it doesn't work, you can rely on the old one, at least for a little bit, you know. To get that feature or bug request in. Correct. Correct. But no, no, we're going to go into a cold turkey, and that's going to be it. And that sounds great. I'm it, sure that will turn out with no issues whatsoever. The only benefit, the only benefit to it at all is that we have a change freeze. So no actual work is going to be going on. Mm-hmm. That's a bonus. You know, See, some of us have but, to do more than patch stuff. So you get paid to not work. Well, no, there's this still is other being... work going to be going on. You know, like people are getting locked out of their accounts or I have to grow a get repository because someone didn't set it up properly. You know, whatever. So, Grown you know, repository. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, how's right? that? No, but how does that work, though? Yeah, what does that well, mean? He had a fucking, I'm sorry, not a Git repository. My bad. A Git backup. And it wasn't big enough. It was 20 gigs. It needed to be 40. Oh, uh, a yeah. backup volume. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so, not what you, you know, said, man. No, it's well, not, but what? he goofed, Jathan. Well, that's fine. He's allowed, I just was trying to understand. He's allowed to make a mistake, Jathan. He's allowed to make a mistake Jathan, once. Not understand this is because you don't time. read docs. <laughs> He's only allowed one mistake. This is wow. it, Hayden. Wow. You're, on your, so, you're down you to like the last million? straw. Because you make tons of mistakes every day. Yeah, waking up. So, yeah, so that's my tip. Uh, basically, <laughs> to TLDR it, or, or to TLLR it, too long. 
or TLDL, too long, didn't listen. <laughs> Basically, if you're going to implement a new software, it would be a good idea to work talking. Yeah, it's his segment, Javon. Well, I didn't get my so segment. It's not your fucking segment right now, is it? I said I didn't get mine. You got You did. Yours. You asked you the question yours. and we answered it as best exactly. as we could, Jathan. Exactly. That's... So basically, because Jathan keeps interrupting my segment, mm. if you're going to implement a new set of software, it would be advisable or maybe even be who of you. Yes, I'm doing that as a joke. I would go as far uh, as to say it's responsible. I'd say it's yes, required. Correct. Correct. It's, it's absolutely responsible, required, standard even, yep. I should say, to have an existing system right next to the new system. And you try to use the new system until you can't yep. go back to the existing, fix the new, yada, yada, bing, bang, boom. Soft switch over. Or even it's, even like something like AB, you know. Right. I mean, but, you don't go from Outlook to Office 365 in the blink of a hat, you know. Yeah, that's dumb. You don't go from Apache to Nginx in the blink of a hat. You've got to, you know, compare the changes. You've got yeah. to do the things. I mean, you can, but whatever. I sure as hell do. Well, you said I take over. You also don't have a production environment you have to worry about, so whatever. What? What? I do. No, you don't. What? I think you're wrong. I think there's a delay. What? What? So anyway, that was my my tip. Mm -hmm. Interrupted frequently by Jathan. You know what I'm going to do from now on is when he interrupts my tip, I'm going to start over from the beginning. (laughs) It'll be all your fault, Jathan. It'll be all your fault. If our episode is three hours long, it'll be all your fault. That's what you can call the episode, too. It's all all Jathan's fault? fault. It's all your fault. Perfect. I feel like we already have an episode titled something like that. Do we? It's all Jathan's fault? Hey, Jathan, savant, idiot savant there, uh, can you look up and see if there's any episodes? Oh, Brent asked me for an episode number the other day, and I fucking... You were close. I had the episode number, but not the season. Yeah, and I knew that... I was off by one. I knew the season, but not the episode number. So it was like a good, bad, and the ugly thing. That's why I was Even posting all those good, bad, and the ugly nobody's ever seen. No, a what? lot of people. He, Peyton what? just just did a song from the movie, Jason. He's obviously Wait. seen it. Dude. So many people have seen the movie. Just because you haven't. I know you haven't, Are but you, you should. fucking high? It's such a good movie, Jason. It is. It's, it's some of just being agreeable. best work. No, no. no. I can tell he saw it. But. Dude. There's a there's it's a whole series. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep. A fistful of dollars, a few dollars more. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's anything else with the man with no name. Technically, I think Eastwood has played that role a couple other times in like other Western shows, but they're not right. directly tied to this or whatever. But yeah, those three movies are phenomenal. That was like movies. what made Eastwood big, Javon. How do you huge, not? Huge, yeah. huge. He's the best Western actor. I ever. don't watch movies. Well, That's a lot. fucking fault is that? No, I really barely ever do. Okay, barely ever is a different than don't. What do you have? Now, it's food. winter. We're yes. all going to be starving because of the food shortage, so <laughs> maybe I'll have some time. Yeah, you, you probably will. Use it to starve off, or to stave off. Stave off. <laughs> to stave starve off your starvation off your... so you don't eat the cat. No, no, definitely eat the cat. And distract yourself by watching Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Anyways, in Good, Bad, and the Ugly, Jaython, as I said to you the other day, one of them knows knows which graveyard, and the other one knows which gravestone. Yep, and so they're standing there, and it's a classic... Here comes a plot twist. It cuts cuts between... Shut the fuck up. No, it's not a spoiler. That's the main conflict of the movie. And it's playing the wah, wah, wah. Yeah. And it's just... 
It's awesome. Yeah. It's right. so awesome. You need to sit your ass down. You watch a few dollars, a fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and then The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. They're not technically like a trilogy. Like, the, most of the same actors are in it, but they're not really like... Same, like, universe kind altogether. of. Altogether. Uh, yeah. Right. It's the same kind of universe, but it's not... They're not the same characters. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Well, I mean, Eastwood is. Yep. Yep. Anyways. Anywhere. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of like that where like he knew which episode number it was and I knew yeah. which season number it was, but we were wrong about the other because we didn't know. Nice. So nice. teamwork, we worked together. Teamwork makes the dream work. And we found the, the right episode for the show notes. I mean, that's cool, man. Oh, yeah, whatever. That's cool. And then I hung him from a tree <laughs> and then I shot the noose before he choked. Now there's a spoiler. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was kind of a spoiler. It's also from like the seventies, so if you haven't seen it by now, right? You know, well, Jathan hasn't seen it, but that's because he has not... terrible taste. That's, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyways, welcome back to welcome the good, back to Bad Ugly <laughs> Welcome back to Western Ministrivia. <laughs> by the way, if you don't know what this podcast is, oh, do even. better than Jathan and actually read the synopsis i mean it's, it's no jathan didn't send that but okay so someone sent us guys it's like 22 minutes and well, we still haven't well, no, gotten no, to the topic I, no no no. i was saying that jathan doesn't read so do better than jathan oh i see what you're saying yeah 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 don't yeah, yeah. Do, don't pull a jathan don't pull a jathan some guy I, I checked the ip by the way it's in germany he didn't leave an email address so i couldn't write back to you sorry dude Deutsch. But he... Yeah, he left, what, anonymous at example.com? Yeah, I don't think that's his real email address, Peyton. I think that's the no, auto-populated it one. Is. Definitely is. <laughs> All right, you Absolutely. try emailing it and let me know what happens. <laughs> yeah, so someone emailed us saying all this stuff about, like, hey, I don't know what your podcast is about. I don't know what each episode is about. I don't know what you talk about. I don't know anything about the hosts. And, like, all I mean, of that, that info is on our website. There, so. I don't think he said all of that. He did. He did. Read the email again. We could read it out loud if we wanted, but yeah, guys, all that info. Actually, infos... he said not to do that in the forum. What? Yeah, There's he, a fucking he thing to remain on the forum. Anonymous. He said he wanted to remain anonymous. He wanted to remain anonymous. And now you called him out. Okay. Well, no. He didn't, he he didn't, didn't give us any name. any name or anything like that. Way to go clicking the link in there, by the way. Yeah. Way I to go Jay Thon. Gmail got hacked. But, oh, yeah, so we can't we can't announce his name on air, Jathan, if we don't know his name. Or right, her name. Who is that? Their name. Well, we Whatever. only have one listener in Germany, so if you look up whoever downloads from Germany, you know, that's probably We him. only have one? No, we've got more than one. <laughs> if you're from Germany, let us know, I guess. Das, das Kartoffel <laughs> is Mach Schnell? Is that... How do you I say the potato is very fast? <laughs> Why is that something you're saying? Because <laughs> I think that's what... I think that's how you say it. I can't remember. If, if you don't... <laughs> If you're a listener in Germany, you're in for a treat tonight. Let me tell you. But yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So let's not uh, get hung just up read on the, the website because it's, you know, don't waste our time with, with bullshit. Well, also, like that. just throw it out there. It is a podcast. Thank you. It's uh, it's uh, what is, uh, Well, it's a podcast. So at the worst case, you could just listen, listen to an episode or like start to listen. No. Why would why would you do that? Come on, that's a waste of, waste of your time. Yeah, well, you know, he should have thought about that before long, before you know, he he took the minutes. ten minutes to. I mean, find a contact he, form. What if he clicks on write one of an the email. shit shows? 
That's three what? hours, you know? What if he actually just read the site instead of saying he read it? Ooh. Hey, just a real quick. Remember yeah. when we got shouted out by a by a British podcast about our shit show being three hours long? Was that was it the Admin Admin podcast? I think so, yeah. 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 We're on good terms with those guys though. We are. Absolutely. Are we? Yeah. Yes. I thought one of them Unless didn't you like fucked us, us over. One of them well, one of them probably wouldn't like us no matter what. But the podcast itself, especially Alistair. Alistair? Alistair. I think it's Yeah, anyways. No, hey. I'm I'm cool with at least one of them. We're cool with most other podcasters. There's a few people that don't like us because... Because they got their heads up their asses, probably. Well, we're pretty likable, I think. I mean, like, Brent and I are, not, not you, though. <laughs> I don't think I'm likable, but I also don't really care about that. I care I more like so about... I polarizing than Brent. Probably. Like, You're a yes man. That's all you no. are. Yes. Um, which is, the ironic part is, if you know me personally, I'm really, like, the least polarizing person. I don't but... know about that either. No. No. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that, Brent. I yeah. think you're pretty you're fairly laid back. Like on the show you can Oh on the show, can, yeah, I ham know. it up. But yeah, yeah. in person I'm Absolutely. like ham it up. Herein lies the problem. Yeah, I ham it up, Jason. I am and donut. I've got opinions. Well, we're talking to Germany now, so you're gonna schnitzel it up. <laughs> Have you had schnitzel? Schnitzel? I'm gonna I'm gonna burst it up. All right. Anyway, let's let's get on with it. Hey, we're uh, twenty seven minutes in the raw. Yeah, yeah we, we are. We need to we need to get to <laughs> the actual topic. Jathan. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty low energy this week. So Jathan's going to carry us for this topic, I think. But oh my god, Jathan, you want to take it away? Well, yeah. So you know, I do welcome obviously your guys' feedback and opinions and stuff. And you know, Brent no. over there, I'm, he says he's going to be low energy, but as soon as I say something he doesn't like, he's going to fucking. I'm doing air quotes here. He's going to ham it up. Shit. He's going to ham right in. Probably better not say something dumb. That's right. So I'm going to start by <laughs> saying is. a couple of things. So first okay. and foremost, I want to talk about ECC RAM. Uh-huh. And the reason that I'm going to talk about this right now is because, well, there's a couple of things. So number one, mm-hmm. I maintain a compute cluster that people use for doing scientific computing, right? How many terabytes of RAM does it have? Terabytes of RAM? Yeah. yeah. For the Probably cluster. about 40. Okay. Yeah, right about 40. So, you guys are probably more CPU intensive than RAM intensive, though, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends. But yeah, all right. Anyway, so I, when I started working at my current employer, you know, one of the things that they do is storage, right? We've, I talk about ZFS all the time. Mm. And if you read about ZFS, ZFS is extremely dependent on RAM, much more so than other file systems. (laughs) Tell us why, Jathan. Well, it relies on RAM to do some of its core operations. It's, Thank it's... you, Jason. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Perfect. <laughs> well, I'm just... I feel like I know ZFS. <laughs> it doesn't so utilize much. a journal the same way something like EXT3 or 4 does. Right, right, right. right. For reasons. So, and I don't want to talk... Yeah, I don't want us to get this into you know an hour-long chat about why ZFS is ZFS, right? You can go read about Darn that. But, okay. but what I will say is if you start reading about ZFS in particular... You will start to see people who say you shouldn't run ZFS without ECC RAM. And I want to say two things. So one, this is not directly related to the topic, but there is some truth to that, but there's also not. Inherently speaking, and this is kind of something that, oh God, I can't think of the guy's name. Richard Stallman. No. Eric Raymond. No, stop a second. Linus Torvalds. God, I should totally know this. (laughs) 
Paul and Reiser? Just, just cut this all out. No, it's the guy, one of the co-designers of CSS. ZFS. What? what? We'll put it in the show notes. How about that? We'll, we'll yeah. figure it out for the show notes. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, this guy basically said, wow. and he's like one of two people who originally designed and, and engineered ZFS. Um, he literally... Shut the hell up. He literally said, like, <laughs> there's nothing about ZFS that inherently makes it more susceptible to being corrupted by bad RAM than another file system. Mm-hmm. And there is some truth to that. You can do your own reading. I can provide a whole host of links if you really want. I am actually going to have a YouTube segment where I'm just going to talk about this because it's something you see a lot on forums and stuff like that around ZFS. And I kind of want to just, one, give my take, but two, I want to make sure people have a good foundation to do their own reading and research. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so you know, this is where I originally started reading more heavily about ECC RAM and stuff like that. And I will note that the compute cluster also has ECC RAM, which is why I brought the compute cluster up. You read the docs? Yeah. Oh I'm my so God. proud. It's not possible. So what exactly Wait, stop the is ECC? Read the docs? What mm. is ECC memory? ECC is error correcting code mm. memory. And right. it basically has a built-in mechanism for correcting data corruption. Usually, okay. you know, we think about it in terms of a bad bit. And basically, anywhere you're using Linux or any servers in production, I don't care if you're using ZFS or not. If you care about your data or your mission and what you're doing, you should be using ECC RAM. So the reason I brought up the compute cluster is there are a lot of crashes that can happen when you're dealing with so much software from a mixed environment perspective. Mm-hmm. But ECC RAM, in a lot of cases, will much more gracefully handle people who write shitty code, to be honest with you. And you'll like still ZFS have a... devs? No, stop. You'll still have... <laughs> You'll have your software crash, but your entire system will not crash quite the same way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, especially in a multi-user environment. So basically, you get a sig fault instead of a kernel panic. Yeah. Okay. And more so, what you actually get, and this is one of the things, ECC RAM is not perfect. It will still potentially experience issues, but it will tell you about them. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, I don't know what the equivalent is on CentOS 7, but when I was still using CentOS and Red Hat 6, there was a log, var log MCE log. And essentially, the memory errors, in addition to being written to the BIOS log, they would also get written to this MCE log. So you could basically use LogWatch or something like that to watch that those is, logs. I believe, machine check exception. That's right. It would tell you about seg faults that happen because of bad memory or something like that. But when the actual dim, like the actual stick of RAM reported an error, it got stuck in the MCE log. So, you know, for my compute cluster, I could look and at the end of the month and say, okay, in the month, you know, two nodes have a failing stick of RAM. And when you're talking about nodes that have 512 gigs or a terabyte of RAM, it's pretty fucking hard to identify just one without it just telling you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, take out half. Okay. Well, Which... my terabyte nodes are like 64 sticks of RAM. Mm-hmm. So right. it's not a trivial thing to just take out half. And the way that they're physically designed, this is getting into hardware a little bit, but it's they're like these risers that you have to pull out, take the RAM out, and then plug them back into the main board. It's not simple. And they're also heavy as hell because there's so much RAM in them. Mm-hmm. So why see RAM... Go ahead. Why is RAM that heavy? Well, it's dense. I mean, it's just a... How dense is it, though? I mean, I think 
putting as many sticks of RAM as fill up like the space of a hard drive is not that heavy, but when you're talking about that many sticks of RAM in a very concentrated space, it's a pretty dense machine to pick up. Um, I feel like the chassis would be a bigger deal. Well, it or is the power because supply. of the risers I just talked about and stuff. Yeah. It is also, yeah, it's a lot of power. So anyway, so, over 9,000? So yeah. error correcting code memory, ECC memory. You know, the tough part is, you know, you can't really just go out and buy a laptop with ECC RAM, really. You can. You can, but it's not, most people are not going to, and not every company sells them. Like, you probably can't does. go to, like, a Best Buy and get one. Yeah. Just, well, you can get one from Lenovo. I know they'll do it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't actually think that they're, I think you can order them, but I don't actually think that you can just go buy one. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, so my point is, if you're doing something multi-tenant, multi-user, maximum availability, ECC RAM goes a very long way. And, you know, Mm -hmm. this is not something we talked about in our hardware specs. That was mostly about, like, how do I know how much RAM I need? That kind of question. This is more like, okay, you've determined how much RAM you need. How can I further enhance stability in my environment? Or, you know, how can I increase visibility in my environment, right? Because like Mm -hmm. I said... ECC RAM isn't perfect. You'll still have issues, but you're going to have a good log of the issues compared to not having ECC RAM. I don't know if you plan on mentioning this, but your board has to support ECC RAM and ECC RAM... Your processor has to and your board has to. Yeah, and your... Which is why I was saying... I was also going to say ECC RAM is hella more expensive. Yeah, so actually, it's actually... So two things here. So first of all, that's the reason I brought up consumer hardware because... yeah. As far as from Intel, last I checked, and I don't know if this is current, so I'll look it up and put it in the show notes, but I don't think Intel supports it in anything but server class processors. So I think if you get the Lenovo laptop with ECC RAM, it's got a Xeon in it. It does. Yeah. So you can't, like, if you have a a normal computer at home with, like, an i9 or whatever, like, you can't get ECC RAM. Yeah, no, I I wasn't saying that. I'm sorry if I made that, like, the thing, but you do need an ECC-style processor, so a Xeon, to be able to run ECC RAM. So that's or a really good point. Power, as far as cost, you know, this is kind of a problem as we think, and I'm going to bring this up a little bit more when I talk about hard drives in a second, actually. But, you know, we talk about cost a lot and we think like, oh, ECC RAM is so much more expensive. But that's because so often when we think about the price of like computer stuff, there's two things. One, we're thinking about our desktop a lot of the time or a computer that we can relate to more easily. Like you think about like, Oh, storage is expensive, right? Because you think like if I go buy a one terabyte hard drive, it's going to cost me 300 bucks or something like that. But when you're buying ECC RAM as part of a complete build from Dell or somebody else, I mean, a lot of them are actually standard. So you don't really think of it as being more expensive. And honestly, if you look at the cost per gigabyte compared to non-ECC RAM, it's not that drastically different anymore. There was a time when the prices were much different, mm-hmm. but it is not quite the case anymore. So I personally, if somebody ever says like, oh, we can't afford ECC RAM, I think that that's just a stupid statement. Like if you're on that tight of a budget, yeah, like I should mean, you really be buying a server class machine in the first place? I'm no. not really sure. No, you shouldn't. Well, to clarify, though, I do believe you can use non-ECC RAM in an ECC. You can. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't. If you're going to buy something that can support ECC, buy the ECC RAM. I mean, it's just, you know, makes yeah. sense. And I think that I have this right by saying not all ECC RAM is registered, but all registered RAM is ECC. Hmm. So sometimes it will not be labeled ECC, but if oh, it's yeah. registered, I think that I have that right. Yeah, I just looked it up. ECC memory is not always registered or buffered, but all registered memory is ECC. 
Right. That's correct. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about ECC. I'm not going to get, like I said, into the whole debate about ZFS particularly, but that is, you know, when I first started really reading about ECC RAM and stuff like that. And then, of course, when I built the compute cluster that we currently have or helped, it was something that came up. The only other thing I want to note, there are cases where you will not use ECC RAM even in a, you know, enterprise environment because ECC RAM is slower. Granted, mm-hmm. we're talking yeah. very negligible, so for most applications, you're not going to notice. But if you're in a position where that amount of speed matters, then you are going to obviously have to factor that in. I can't, right. off the top of my head, think of a place where it would matter that much. Stock trading. Maybe yeah. something like right. that. Sure, like banking in general, that kind of thing. Or, yeah, well, stocks in general, literally every millisecond counts. Where you need cycles, but you don't need to worry about, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And along these lines in general, you know, it's important to just think like, basically, what is the actual impact of having uncorrected errors in RAM on my system, right? Like, it could always lead to data corruption, but you could get data corruption even with ECC RAM. So, you know, just be aware of the points of failure or the potential points of issue. Mm -hmm. Well, that should be something you evaluate regardless. Yeah, I I agree with that. If you're looking at buying a server class machine, you should be aware of, you know, any issues that are going to possibly present themselves with it. Yeah. And also, if you ever have an actual stick of RAM in front of you and you can't tell if it's ECC or not, typically, you know, if you're looking at a normal DIMM, it may have like something like eight actual like memory chips on it, like, you know, soldered onto that PCB. ECC will always have one extra. Also, it probably says ECC on it. Usually they're labeled, yes. Yeah. yeah. Not always, though. Well, it also has extra little, I hesitate to call them capacitors. I'm not sure what to call them. Resistors, maybe? There are extra little resistors on there, too, as well, I believe. I don't know. So anyway, I have, so I have a stick over is there anything else in regards to ECC that you would like to point out, ask, add, contribute, if deny? If you think you need it, get it. Yeah, I I would argue if you are running a production environment and you're at the point where you're buying hardware, you should just get it. I would also argue that if, like, it's fucking dumb to get it for, like, workstations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell you. yeah. So keep, as, as, you know, as with always, keep scope in mind and, and all that. But, right. yeah, no, I don't have anything else to add, I don't think. Yeah. Not about ECC. Nice. Not about ECC. No. Nice. Well, now we're going to move on to another really fun one. Bad job. I mean, good job. Bad wolf. And in particular, we're going to talk very quickly about power. So I've, power? I've got like the power. power. Over <laughs> yeah. 9,000? So another power thing we nine? didn't really talk about when we were talking about machine specs is power supplies. So there's some obvious things like, you know, you should have your power supply on a UPS, stuff like that, which most data centers have like a data center-wide UPS. Mm. But... More importantly than that, we didn't really talk about actually picking power supplies for your machine. Now, of course, again, if you buy from someone like Supermicro or Dell or whatever, they have basically a predetermined like, oh, this comes with a 750 watt power supply, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But what is sometimes an option is how many power supplies? Two. So at least one at point least. one point two one one for each gigawatt. <laughs> so essentially. At the very least, I, I feel personally... like I'm taking Jathan's place and I'm just sitting here like trolling the entire time while he's you trying are, to like, which is fine. we switched roles. Sorry, Jathan. At the very least, 
Again, same thing. If you're at the point where you're buying a server, do not get a single power supply server. That is my opinion. Mm. Well, no, hold on. I mean, you can get a single power supply server, but you need to be aware that you're not redundant. And well, that's yeah. my so point. If you're going to buy one with two power supplies, you need to make sure they're on separate circuits. Yep. So that's separate. That's separate power, separate circuits, separate fuses, separate breakers. Yeah, always. right. That's like, fine. It's it's a big investment. I know. I'm just, you know. That's, you right. know, not really what I'm going for here. I mean, that, yes, okay. that's like all data right. center design and all kinds of stuff there. But, well, sure. but what I'm just trying to say is if you have a single power supply system, there's two things. So one, obviously, it's not redundant mm-hmm. in any sense of the word. If the power supply fails, you're effed. If your power into your data center fails, like Payton just pointed out, you're also effed with no method around that. Mm. So the other thing, though, is if you're, you know, well, I said it actually. If your power supply fails, you're kind of screwed. So at the very least, if you have a single power supply system, make sure you have a spare on hand. Because if one dies, you're out of commission until you get a new one. Yep. Right. The other thing, though, to be aware of is... You know, there are some systems that have four power supplies, like the high memory nodes I was just talking about. They have four because they do pull a lot of power. And so it's not just because they're extra important. It's because if two of them failed, we would still be okay. But if three of them failed, it would probably not have enough power to keep running, depending on the workload on the system. So even if you're running a dual power supply system, but it's got a very intense workload 100% of the time, Make sure you communicate with your rep from Dell or HP or whoever you buy hardware from. Make them aware of what workload you're doing. Try to do some kind of testing. Work with them. Make sure that if there's an upgraded power supply that you potentially invest in it if that's something that's important to you. Mm. Right. You know, I don't don't want to spend a whole lot of time on power supplies, but I thought I'd mention it because it was something we didn't really talk about. And I do think it's something, not that people overlook... But I don't think it's the first know, thing people look at. Most people, yeah, it's true. Most people at this point have dual power supplies in their servers. I think that's kind of a given. But especially actually when you buy refurb hardware, even if it's a dual power supply slotted machine, it will only come with one. Mm. So at the very least, make sure if you're buying something used, whatever, if it doesn't come with two, order an extra, whatever. The other thing with dual power supplies, like, again, it depends on your workload for sure. But like what I'm doing, we don't keep extra power supplies on hand for most of our stuff because, you know, like a compute node in the cluster, we have how many of them? So if one happens to lose two power supplies at once while we're waiting for one to get replaced, you know, yeah, it sucks, but it's not the end of the world. They're also a lot less universal than like power power Mm -hmm. supplies. So Mm -hmm. it kind of doesn't really make sense to keep an extra power supply handy. Right. Mm, yeah, Again, unless you're in an environment, you know, like Facebook has 9,000 of the same server. Oh, sure. Yeah. And they're probably and, all the same hardware or right. relatively compatible enough chassis. Exactly. To, so that's yeah. something to think about. The last thing I really wanted to talk about is hard drives. So this spinning is Spinning disk, SSD? Any. Yeah. This, I would say, applies a little bit more to spinning disk, but not necessarily. Are you going to horror for the SAS? 15K, 7200K. Am I going to what? Horror for the SAS. No. I bet he is. I bet he is. Well, I I mean, that is an interesting point, though. You know, SAS, multipathing, stuff like that. Mm. So maybe I'll talk about that at the end if there's time. Okay. But what I really wanted to talk about right now is, okay, you've gotten this job you have to do for your company. They need, you know, a new network storage device stood up that has some high level of redundancy built in. And you've got a budget. So let's say you spec out, you know, some kind of JBOD plus a controller of some sort. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, with the money left over, I can only buy 
you know, like Seagate consumer drives, like the type of hard drive you could go to Best Buy and pick up off the shelf. Having done that, I can tell you that it works for a little while. At least long enough until your next quarter budget. Well, so here's the thing is it, it does work fine. It's not sustainable, though. When you start to it doesn't scale is the problem, because what you will see is a lot more failures. And it's not just that right. you see more failures, you see more catastrophic failures. Mm-hmm. So enterprise level hard drives, there's a couple of things they have going for them. Number one, you can have a 7000 RPM consumer drive and a 7000 RPM enterprise drive. And at the end of the day, most times, because they're built better, the enterprise drive will still spin slightly faster. So you do actually get a performance benefit from buying the good ones. Tighter tolerances. Um, yeah. What? Tighter tolerances. Tighter, yeah, yeah. Tolerances, yeah. The other thing, though, is, you know, in, along with it being built better, and part of the reason why it's able to spin faster reliably is there's things built into it, like vibration reduction technology is huge. Oh, okay. When we're talking about, you know, 500 hard drives all in a single you know, space, right, in a single rack, there's a lot of spinning drives all in one place. And, you know, you think that it's not a a, a big deal, but if you ever go into a data center and take a 10K RPM drive out, you know, a hot pluggable device, like it's spinning in your hand, you can feel it. Yeah. So now multiply that, that amount of force by 500, you know, obviously it's not shaking itself out of the rack, but there is vibration between that and the cooling. Did you ever see... Isn't there dampening built into a lot of newer racks and newer systems? Yeah, but that do- that only goes so far because a lot right. of it is it's built in such that one system is isolated from another. But within a single, you know, an array sure. of disks, there's sure. nothing there to really help. So and like, it's, right, right. it still has the limited around... environmental dampening. Like, did you guys ever see the video of the guy just fucking shouting at the NAS and seeing like the yeah. I- IO throughput delay spiking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I'll link to it in the show notes. I think I already did. But like, like data centers are fucking loud so right. like that alone is gonna unless you have some way of like dampening well, that as well right to go back to touch on that yes if you yell at a hard drive it's gonna spike it's just I the think, funniest thing to me i think though that a data center it's constant noise and so well that's that just means like you permanently drive. have a suboptimal read right. rate or I, write rate maybe maybe not i mean it depends on I, what i was trying to say is it's different because it's constant versus like you standing there yelling at a hard drive and watching it spike. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's like okay, it's like an air horn. Like you're writing something sure. and then someone blasts sure. an air horn in your ear and you're gonna, gonna pop, you're gonna like what the you fuck. You know? Now try and imagine writing a thesis with someone holding down an air horn the entire time. You're it's you're still tight. annoying. It's gonna be well, it's gonna be terrible and you're not gonna get used to it. Yeah, head. you're gonna be suboptimal. Right. So. You know, you can get better throughput rates on your storage if it's spinning disk. I have no idea how it affects solid state, but probably not at all. I don't think it does. I don't think yeah, it I don't, I don't think it would. Shown to affect spinning uh, SSDs. But yeah, it's kind of like that. Like you can increase your op- your optimization for read and write yeah. if you dampen that environment. So yeah, maybe. So the other huge thing is what you're going to see is basically you're going to see a different type of failure between these two drives. So I am going to talk about ZFS here because it's what I've primarily used, so I can talk very in-depth about this experience. But it, I can assure you that it's similar across different uh, file systems. Do you guys have any Ceph file systems? No. What? What is it? Ceph. Ceph. C-E-P-H. No. Huh. Why no, do you I ask? No, I don't think I, so. It just came to mind because I feel like I'm seeing that more and more, but it's an old-ass cluster old file ass, system. Huh? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty old. Well, we can, we can talk it's about that. It's been around that. for a while, but I feel like, I feel like I'm seeing it more and more. 
So basically, there's something called a time-limited error recovery. Mm -hmm. And basically, what it is is, and different manufacturers call it something different. I'm most familiar with how this works in Seagate drives myself, but every manufacturer has the same thing. They call it something different, whatever. But essentially, if a system keeps trying to write to a single drive, and that write just consistently won't commit, won't commit, won't commit, eventually, the drive itself will basically send a signal to the system that says, you know what, I'm offline. Sounds like some of my exes. hey <laughs> hey Yeah, don't talk about my mom like that. <laughs> uh, got him. So, got so you know, it's, it's technology built into the hard drive that basically it will send a signal before things have gone terribly wrong. It's not going to be like mid-write where it does this. You know, it does it after a write fails or a read a, a consistent number of times within a certain time frame, basically. Mm-hmm. An enterprise drive doesn't have, or uh, I'm sorry, a consumer drive doesn't have that technology. So what we see is instead your system keeps trying, keeps trying, keeps trying, and these attempts stack up, and all of a sudden you have a performance degradation on your whole system because this one drive is malfunctioning, and it never times out. It basically just consistently keeps failing and failing and failing, and the system keeps trying and trying and trying. So what you see with an enterprise drive is like you may have a small degradation in performance for, let's just call it five minutes. I don't know what the real time frame is. But then eventually the drive drops out, the system says, okay, this is bad, marks it as failed, and just does whatever it does, you know, in terms of whatever RAID you have, right. and moves on. So you still have the performance hit at the very beginning of this process happening, but then there's a mechanism where the drive basically makes itself unavailable, and it stops. Enterprise, oh. or, uh, fuck, I keep doing that. Consumer drives don't do that, so you will see your system just eventually come to a crawl or something like that, because this drive is still there, it can see that it's there. And it doesn't know why it can't, you know, why it can't write to it. Mm-hmm. So this is another huge thing. You know, it gives you more time to respond to issues because rather than, you know, you'll have a failed hard drive, yes, but your whole system is still working. Whereas in a consumer drive, your hard drive is failing. It may not even be marked as failed by your RAID controller or whatever you're working with. And your entire system is now not functioning for your end users because this one bad hard drive is causing this whole lockup. Mm-hmm. The other thing, this is the last thing, I know we're getting kind of long here, but the last thing that you really have to think about is, you know, you turn your desktop on maybe at nine o'clock in the morning, you turn it off at five o'clock in the evening. Not everybody. Some people leave their stuff on all the time, whatever. This is absolutely something that drive manufacturers think about when they come up with like, you know, they want to hit a certain reliability rating or mark, right? Mm -hmm. So they think about... You know, if they're using this an average of, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week, we want to make sure that this drive lasts X number of hours and we want to be able to provide a three-year warranty. You know, they're yeah, going right. to think about that. They stopped doing that, though. Enterprise drives are designed oh, yeah, to yeah. be on 24-7, 365. So any numbers that you see referring to, you know, operating hours or anything like that, just realize that the calculation has been done slightly differently. If you ever want to look at information about drive failure rates, this is not... Exactly on topic, but Backblaze. Yeah, they're great for that. They publish a quarterly report that details all the kinds of drives they have. And they do, they explain all their math, like how they come up with, you know, the rates that they have. But I mean, you can get a pretty good idea there. What kind of hard drives right now are doing well. And, you know, it's hard because there's variability, right? You can get a bad batch of drives. Like I've gotten a whole bunch of drives from Seagate that are all sequentially numbered in terms of the serial number but have the same date of manufacture, and, like, the whole box of them has gone bad in a month. So, like, there are bad batches, just like there are with anything. Well, so, like, I've, I spent a lot of time on our home lab, 
And they talk about that, where you don't go and buy four hard drives or eight hard drives that are all sequential because you never know if that is a bad batch. Well, yeah, it's a lot smaller. It's a lot different when you're working on that scale versus... Sure. Like, I sure. order 20 hard drives a week. Yeah. So and a it's bad batch probably, for is going to come and go Or even small-medium businesses. It's probably hard to get sequential discs. Because mm -hmm. most times you're not just ordering from Seagate, you're ordering from... Yeah, right. but like yeah, when you order right. like by the pallet, like Jayton has to. Well, it's not. Do quite you order that. by? Do, no, do you have a, a semi truck that comes that yeah. pulls up and just drops off? <laughs> it's just, no, it's, 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 it's like a dump truck and it just backs yeah, up, and just, just kind of dumps them out. That's why half those fuckers are failed when we put them in. They just dumped them on the dock. It's raining. They don't care. It's raining hard. Gotta take them out of the box so they don't fucking saturate. Last point. So like an Amazon delivery then. Yeah, okay. yeah. Last point, actually. <laughs> I just thought of this also. Mm -hmm. Also yeah. warranties. Consumer drives typically industry-wide come with a three-year warranty. Enterprise drives from Seagate, Western Digital, Hitachi all come with five. Are the the blacks from, what was that, Western Digital? Western Digital. Are they Enterprise? Because I think they have five no. years. No, they're not. And they don't, don't do five years anymore. Western Digital hasn't done that in a long time. Oh, I wow. don't think they are, but I don't... To be honest, I don't buy Western Digital. Yeah, so someone know. fact check that and, and at me on Twitter or something when you hear this, and I'll update the errata on the show notes. But I thought for sure Black the Black Series had a five-year, but I guess not. So that's all the sage advice I have to offer there. These are things just to think about, particularly when you're on a budget, particularly if you haven't been doing this for a while and maybe you're new and you're responsible for specking machines out or purchasing, mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely something to think about. For what it's worth, in my experience, you know, Dell will not sell you a machine with consumer drives in it. And in a lot of cases, Dell won't even warranty a machine that you put your own drives in. So you have to get drives from Dell. You're going to get enterprise drives. Last I checked, they were rebranding Seagate drives for what it's worth. Does kind of taken over the old school IBM model. A little bit. I think... Because IBM, like, in order to stay in warranty, you had a guy, you had to have a guy come on site to install the thing and yeah, have use their parts. And... Quite that. Okay, according to the Western Digital Store, mm -hmm. they do have a five-year limited warranty. There you go, limited. But though. I don't, I don't what think that cover. Huh? Well, I said it's I probably not water. It's probably not water damage. Warranty, so, so probably, you know. Yeah. No drops. Anything, anything they can say that will prevent them from being able to be yeah. I also, I would like to add a small disclaimer. I don't actually know, you know, if Seagate or Western Digital or any of these companies have a policy that says, like, if you use a consumer drive in a data center and then try to send it back to us, we won't accept it. That'd Obviously, silly, I'm not sure how they would possibly verify it, but I'm just throwing it yeah, out there couldn't. that I am not legally responsible for whatever poor choices you make. Nor or good that, choices. I wonder what this make. limited limited warranty is. That's I bet it's they should they, you, they, they should have the full terms available without needing to buy something. But yeah, so I've got a couple of resources here opened up in a couple tabs that I can send for the show notes. Okie doke. In particular, there's a document actually from Intel, kind of like a white paper that's like comparing enterprise and consumer drives. Mm -hmm. ECC memory. I don't. I'll have to find something similar. I didn't. That one I was just talking from memory, so hopefully it was right. Mm. Western Digital's limited warranty provides that subject to the following limitations, each product will be free from defects in material and workmanship. So that's about it. Oh, there's another one I just thought of, actually. That's fair, though. I mean, that's still... Sure, sure. sure. This is more stuff. of like a purchasing tip, I guess. Okay. It's is this Payton's territory? Well... Oh, my God. It's very... I'm going to do clams next time. <laughs> clams tonight. It's very important... <laughs> I'll get your mom's clams. It's very important when you... <laughs> 
spec out a storage array. I'm going to make him start over again if I talk again. Is his mother's clam ready for your linguini? It, it sure is. Well, you're not getting the first time. Does anyone else weird science? Not weird science. What is it? Zapped. Zapped again is what that's from. Sorry, keep going, Jason. What? What? This, this again, is the last thing, and then we're, we're almost done here, so okay. let's just get through it, you know? Jesus Christ. I mean, fucking, you know. Mm-hmm. When you're specking out, uh, in particular, you know, if you're buying a lot of hard drives because you're building a storage array of some variety, it is not always clear. The prices fluctuate a fair bit. It's not always clear whether buying an extra chassis and adding more hard drives of a smaller size will be more or less expensive than getting one chassis with bigger drives. Mm-hmm. So always do your math and check, you know, six terabyte drives, eight terabyte drives, 10 terabyte drives, 10 or 12 terabyte drives. Usually it's somewhere in the middle where the best price point is because, you know, 12 or 16 terabyte drives are still relatively new. So the production process has not caught up in terms of being as efficient as making the eight or 10 terabyte drives. So I just, think eight's, I think eight's the, the sweet spot right now. Maybe. I don't know. I, no, I, I, I th- I'm pretty sure it is. I think eight is... Is right at the, the where you get the most gigs per buck. Well, I think it depends where you're buying. Sure, but that's all I'm going to say there. Anybody have questions about hard drives? No. Do you feel enlightened? What's your preferred I mean, kind hard of. drive, Jathan? For are you a SAS bitch or do you do you like, do you like a different company? SAS horror, I believe, is what I said. SAS horror. Are you a SAS horror? Do you really like SAS, Jathan? Do you like 16k or 15k spinning discs? I mean, it really depends on the application. Oh, I didn't actually touch on SSDs. You did. So do it. Hurry you up. Said you were gonna. You got five seconds. Five, four. Basically, just three, going to say SSDs. There are also enterprise level SSDs. In particular, the ones that come from Intel. Mm-hmm. I've had the best experience with personally. They similarly, I know less about the technology in SSDs because I use a lot less of them. But do your research there. I'm willing to bet an enterprise. SSD probably has something that makes it totally worthwhile. In particular, actually, SSDs have a big problem when it comes to power loss. Mm. And I know there are some enterprise-level SSDs that try to handle that situation better. So More gracefully? More gracefully, yes. So just do your homework there. Yep, 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 yep. Is that it? So read the docs, basically, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. You're telling people to read the docs. So is telling people That's to read the docs. such a hypocritic statement. I'll tell you what. I don't have anything to add. Does anyone else have anything to add? No, do you think that was good? Yeah. Anyone else? I think that's anyone good. in the room here? We're at anyone an else? hour and like four minutes into the I, raw here, so we gotta... The whole room here has nothing else to add. It's, it's so... All three of us? The whole room? Well, my room. Oh, I see. I see. Brent, are you gonna give us a 15 clams? No, I'm not. Yeah, Brent, you should do the 15 no, clams tonight. No, no. This is... Alright, this is a bit unfair, because you guys didn't... <laughs> you're just hoisting this upon me. How do you think I feel every week? I don't know that it's always going to be my segment. It always you, is your segment. <laughs> and you have the entire episode to prepare for it. Right, exactly. Uh, yes, my five thinking seconds. in between talking. Yeah. You don't something you know, you, you don't always about? you don't always talk during the, the, the uh, main uh, segment. Yeah, not as much. No. Jayfun, what's your fifteen clamps? Oh shit. I don't know. You spent so much time thinking about what the topic was going to be. I did. I spent a lot of time making sure I knew my stuff for the topic. You, you, forgot, you forgot to worry about the 15 clans. Well, 
I think I could tell you about an experience, but I don't know if I can really yet. Is it the thing we're, we're talking about next episode? No, it's the thing that happened uh, last week. Is it, will it matter by the time this episode releases? No, it won't. Talk about it. Uh, that's pretty true. It might not. Yeah, I don't think it will. Well, fuck it. So I was down the down the pond the other day. <laughs> okay. I was in the data center because your data I, center's in the pond. Yeah. Well, that's where they dump the hard drives. Is that how you water cool them? Yeah. <laughs> mineral oil. You're in the mineral oil pond. So go on, get to it, Mister mm-hmm. Fifteen Clams. Hey, wait. If I have fifteen oh, we forgot spaceships, to do that. yeah. And I have fifteen pilots. No, it's got to be pilots it's, all die. It's got to be how many how many spaceships do I? How have? many crashes do you have? It's got to be relevant to the topic because it's got to segue in. Jathan, if you have thirty-two sticks of ECC RAM, <laughs> and your board gets fried, you can't have fifteen sticks of RAM. You can. Yeah, okay. it's not going to go well. But you can. You can. It's got to be pointless, but you can. You can. And your board gets fried. Now, did it get and fried 17 like, like of those sticks or... are fried. How many sticks of He's RAM are you dope. left with? He's not good at math. He's not a math genius. He, listen, listen, are you typing, typing this so into a calculator? The, so you can do the no, you guys are still talking, so I just started ignoring you, and I'm talking <laughs> to my friend. No, I'm... Your friend. You're, We're trying to record even, here. All right, 15. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right, now continue with your 15 I don't know what you're talking about, but there's 15 of something. <laughs> What now pretend is... that the RAM was clams, right? <laughs> yes. Instead of oh ra- instead of sticks of RAM, oh God, this show stinks. You know what? You should have your own show with hookers and blow. I am gonna start my own show. You do that, Jathan's world. <laughs> Nobody would watch it though. So or listen well, my to about it. About section is gonna talk about what I actually talk it. about. Ours does. Yeah, I don't think it does, too. to be fair. But it does. <laughs> that's that's the most baffling thing about Dick. that fucking email. It's like. What site were you on? Because it wasn't ours. No the shit. The about page actually doesn't say what we're about. The header does. It does too. The, the header says Linux loggers and late nights. Yep. Sounds about right, well, doesn't it? That's exactly what it's about. Okay, well, Jathan. I'm not sure if Mick Ultra is technically a logger. Okay, wait a minute. It's wait a used minute. allegorically, Jathan. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm literally, I'm literally in <laughs> sure. the page about. Yeah. Okay. I'm anyway. looking at it. So. Well, he's reading actually, the documentation. Actually, yes. I, it doesn't, Peyton. It doesn't. In the about the show, it doesn't say what we actually talk about. It yeah. doesn't. It really doesn't. It does not. In the about the show. Mm-hmm. It now, just, but it says it on the header, the home, which is displayed on it every says page. It's not suitable for work, but we don't know what it is. But if what? you go to the home page and you click on S5E18 Guided by Languages, yep. we talk about, we say what we talk about. Yeah. It's right there. Right. We, uh, I even type a summary of each episode. And it tells you yeah. how long the episode is. Yeah. Okay. And I have a summary of each episode up on the. Whatever. On the whatever, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Jathan. Sorry. Whatever. Continue. I forget even what you were, your clams were. Oh, the thing, the thing you weren't sure if you could talk about. We still right. don't know what that. You were in the, the data center, which is in a pond. Well, I'm still not even sure if I can talk about it. I think you can't. Because look, this isn't going to release for another like two weeks. Well, yeah, a week well, and a half, I guess. I just but. in general, but whatever. So, anyway, the the moral of the story is <laughs> okay. Let's just let's make just sure what? that you have backups. Okay. And 
make sure that you know what you would do if you had an issue. Like, of course, you would have to have a plan if your primary server failed, like you would have backups. Mm -hmm. But what happens if your backup fails? Is your primary okay? Oh, I know what this is about. Yeah. Okay. For, for now. Uh -huh. But the problem is, you know, what helps me sleep at night, to be completely honest with you, is I know that if my primary fails, my backup's there. If my backup fails, my primary's there. But I never really thought about, like, if one of them, you know, if the primary failed, of course, I'd put backup into production or, or figure out how to move the data or something like that. But I never really thought about, like, if one of my backups failed, what is the new disaster recovery plan? Hope it doesn't fail. Yeah, right. But beyond that... For the record, I had not realized that I hadn't heard the song, Show Me Your Genitals. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's great. My bad. My bad. It's great. And so... Check last episode's show notes if you have I had a backup system that failed extremely hard. It was due to a software bug... That was... I really wish we could call this company out because they're so bad. You should. I Just wish for the record. Out here. Call them out. No. Do it. <laughs> Definitely Do it. not going to call them out. Do it. You can probably after you leave. But for Do the it. record, guys. Do it. Every time, J for like the past like six months, every like issue on the job that Jathan has brought up, it's been because of this company. Just so you guys know. Do it. So I had a, a failure. It was due to a software thing. I will say that this was a software thing that the company apparently knew about, but decided because it would affect so few people, they wouldn't communicate it. Fucking vendors, man. Now, naturally, of course, I was one of the few people. Mm -hmm. So first of all, if, you're, if you work for a company that sells software or hardware or whatever, if there's an issue, I don't think you get to decide the severity. You let your customers decide. Because this is something that there was a patch available, and it was a backup system. I could have patched it the moment I found out, mm -hmm. and it would have saved literally the last week of my life. Literally? Literally. Yes. This is all I've done for a week, is recover from this. Mm. It's such a terrible company. So so that's number one. Uh, also, 1.5, this is why fucking turnkey solutions are bullshit. Well, whatever. Yeah. The other thing, though, is... You know, what it did lead us to in terms of a problem is, you know, we lost our cross data center redundancy. Of course. All that kind of stuff. And what this had never happened to us. You know, it was something completely out of my control. It's not like I messed something up. It wasn't a catastrophic hardware event. The room didn't flood. It was nothing like that. It was a bug in software that was known about. You should have said you did it intentionally and you were practicing chaos engineering. No. There was a patch available, mm -hmm. but it was never a patch that was labeled as like super urgent. So, and it wasn't out for very long. It's not like I haven't patched my system in six months. Right. And so it led us to a really interesting problem though, because in order to feel safe again, we needed to have a new location to back everything up, which fortunately we, you know, where I work now, we have the spare parts to kind of do that. Like we were able to throw a system together with enough space where I could shift all my backups. So you're saying your data center in the swamp or pond rather uh, was not a safe space? It, what do you? What, it, unlimited data. In okay. The swamp. Got it. I just imagine the scene from Shrek where he's like, "Get out of my swamp!" <laughs> That's me. You right. walk in the data center, I just start chucking mud at you. <laughs> Why is there mud in your data? <laughs> because it came in with the damn dump truck from the, the hard drive oh, guy. Right. Yeah, I can't help it. I don't know what he had before the hard drive. I think it was probably taking dirt like normal dump trucks. Mm -hmm. But so ultimately, I had to shift all the backups. We're talking about a lot of data. 
mm-hmm. in disparate data centers. And of course, they still have a pretty good network between them. But I also have to take my backups in such a way that it doesn't disrupt the primary system, right? Right. So it's not like I can just turn it on full throttle, like send all the data at once. Like I probably could, but it's not going to be very good for performance. And then I'm going to deal with people complaining. Why don't you do it over? The, why don't, well, if you are unable to, wink, wink, you should have someone just do it over the holiday break. Well, because we don't want to go till the holidays without backups. Oh, the, oh, you don't have any, you don't have a redundant backup. No, we have one backup. For this particular situation, we have a primary and a backup. I see. So, so when we pop. lose the one backup, we're down to a single copy. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we had to basically, in one whole day, build a new system, shift the backups. We have to let all those backups happen. Then we have to figure out what happened and rebuild the real backup. Mm-hmm. And then we have to shift all the backups back. And there's not really a way to do that with the current setup where we kind of preserve backups across. It's like a whole new backup when we jump from a system to a system. Mm -hmm. So all that to just say, you know, we talk a lot about like having backups and I think that's great. And you should absolutely have backups for everything you possibly can. And you should have an HA plan for anything that needs one. Mm -hmm. But what we don't really talk about is what actually happens if your backups fail. And it's something I'd honestly never thought of. Mm. What does the path look like to recover from that? Because one, I can tell you now from experience that when that happens, you will absolutely be sweating through your goddamn shirt for like three days. Listen, dude. I don't know about that. I mean, I feel like that's well, highly well, dependent upon other circumstances. We had our sweater. I mean, we were all a flutter over that. I tell you what. Mm. Mm. What you're a sweater? Is, what color are you? You have stripes. But the other thing is, you have polka dots. It is not always yeah, going to be dots. easy to recover from a situation like this without bringing in some kind of temporary solution in the middle, whether that's, you know, pushing data to the cloud as another copy Mm -hmm. or something like that, depending on how much data you have and what your budget is. And what your legal restrictions are. Yes. I would never have thought of this as being something like, oh, you know, I don't want to say I treat my backup infrastructure as less, but I kind of do, right? Like, it's a lot easier to patch because I don't have to tell anybody. Mm. You should tell people, though. It depends if it's like a minor bug fix patch. I think you can do that live. You don't really need a main window for that. If it's outside the backup window. Are you sure? Why would I tell my users? Well, you probably do, but that's because the place you run it, like they don't even wait on shell scripts. Well, I get what you're saying, Brent, in that it shouldn't matter, but there's always a worst case scenario, you know. Sure, but like if his, in the case where he's at, like, Theoretically, like if he applied the patch and it borked it, how is he off any worse than where he is now? Right. Sure. No, no, no. I, I think, and it's not I think, just that, but I mean, like what I'm trying to get at mm. is we had issues today where NFS was fucking up. And <laughs> that's the story of NFS is. Yeah. Well, it had nothing to do with NFS. It had to do with people making changes to firewalls while we're doing other work. So, like, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that's more what I'm referring to is that, you know, it, it's not necessarily your change that could cause the problem. It's somebody else making a change at the same time. It's undocumented. That's could fuck your shit up, you know? So, I mean, I, I guess, but you're, you're saying, talking about different you know, stacks at that point. Like if you have like two different teams adminning the same backup server and one guy applies patch and the other guy's like, you know what? This is a good day to start clearing out some cache data or something. Like, I, I, I understand you. it being in that you. case, but if it's on different stacks of the entire, like, infrastructure, like, that's not... 
I agree. You know? I agree. I don't I don't disagree. It's not like you were trying to patch NFS while they were applying firewall changes. Sure. So sure. But yeah, no, I mean I I agree. Like communication is is like it doesn't hurt, but at the same time, like right. if it's so localized to like that specific scope, I think it's all right. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, depending, of course, on your local company policy and how draconian and strict you guys want to get with that. But, you know, right. Sorry. What were you saying, Jathan? That's basically it. You know, like, I mean, that just went off the rails. But (laughs) if you if you have backups, which you should Mm -hmm. don't just account for what happens if the primary fails where you would have to rely on the backups. Mm -hmm. But think about what's going to happen if you lose that fault tolerance. What does the path look like from a communication standpoint, from a recovery standpoint? What happens to your operations while you're down to a single point of failure? Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever he says. Uh, Whatever. I, I hope nobody from that Whatever. company listens to us. <laughs> I don't. You didn't don't. say the name. You know what? Are you going to Are you gonna actually call them out when you're able to? You should. I think should. I'll wait you really should. about five if years, but then I will. Five years? No. Fuck that, dude. Do that shit fucking now, man. Send me, send me a copy of your contract, and I'll let you know when you can actually say that. Ah, yes, the contract. Yeah. Oh, let me yes, know when, and I'll, I'll let you know your employment, not with the company. Ah. Because the, the company, like, they can't do jack shit about it. But, yeah, your present contract with your present employer, send that to me, and I'll let you know if you can say something or not and when. I think you should just say it anyway. Man up. The hashtag YOLO. Man the fuck up, dude. Yeah. All right. Anyone have any closing remarks? Yeet them, yeet them into nothingness. Great closing remark. Jathan, you have anything to add? <laughs> nope. All right. Well, this is... I feel is... like I talked a lot. I'm a little, like, dry mouth. <laughs> oh, that's because I needed you to. I was too low energy to, to handle yeah. the main talk. Now, we should all woo right now just to just to do it. Woo! Woo! <laughs> oh, you give us a spooky woo. Ooh. That's good. Okay, like that. That's good. All right. All right. This has been System and Disturbia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm the greatest. You sounded like Trump. <laughs> that was the point. I see. I see. All right. Bye. <laughs>